Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. can't recreate that magic that just took place somebody once told me the world was gonna roll me i'm definitely getting cut in this no i ain't the sharpest knife in the shit yeah it's all happening here are we going again it's laurie doyle's birthday yay that was so enthusiastic 30 truly glad you were born we're glad um what else is happening it's his mother's birthday I'm definitely not going to be able to find it. Why? 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 So it's a 30 year anniversary of Laurie just absolutely oh, ripping her mom a new one. I found it. Go on. Okay, go. Big news. Boyfriend David's birthday ah. is on the 13th of March. Would you believe? Would you ah. believe? And that's from birthday. Amy and Mark. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, please never let's do that again. Love birthday corner. Direct them to Sophie. It's easier. Not... To shame, but her organization of birthday corners seems better. to be better. I do have a folder in creepinforlove at gmail.com where I put all the birthday requests and yeah. then never look at them again. <laughs> so if you've <laughs> had a birthday, birthday, happy birthday. Well, you're in the creep dive. Are we doing another introduction? Ashley. You're welcome back to the creep dive. You're Stra- strange. 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 <laughs> yep. Welcome. Now, in we go. Do we, do we have a creep of the week? That's Jen, that's Cassie, I'm Sophie. Creep of the week. Anybody got anybody? Uh, I mean, God, uh, I'm, I'm going low grade creep of the week. So, uh, this is from Ashling Looney. Um, so, it's, this is a tweet from Surgeons Hall Museums. This length of insulated TV cable was removed from the bladder of a 23-year-old man Oh, it dude. had become encrusted oh, with phosphate yes. and had coiled oh. to the anatomical curves of said bladder. Oh, this it's is just, it literally looks like something that's been taken from a car. Res- rescued from like a shipwreck. This is an ingrown hair. It looks like it's like got barnacles. 
Um, so what was he out there just funneling that up his dick? Well, I mean, literally, they really blue-balled us here. The Surgeon's Museum have not responded to any the pleading in the replies. How? Oh, this is what I'm wondering. These are doctors. This is a doctor here being very confused. Somebody asked, why, why, why? And then this has really got me. I pulled a long orange bin bag tie out of my cat's bottom once. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that time the condom swallowed, the dog swallowed the condom ah. out of the air. Do you remember? Did I tell you that story? Friend of ours, <laughs> babysitting, oh, sorry, <laughs> house sitting a dog in, and a house and had the ride, uh, you know, condom off. Yeah. Uh, tied off, thrown up in the air, fucking Labrador, caught it in midair. Eaten. <laughs> Swallowed. So to follow this Labrador's arse around for the next 48 hours. And then eventually it, it came out. out. Well, like a bit of it. I think there might have been a bit of easing out of the rest. I've told oh. that story so many times. I can't believe you don't know. This is brand new I actually know I've heard this before. I have I heard this gas. before. I have never. People are I mad. I have never. Um, yeah. Do you remember like when you're young and your cat would have one of those worms for a while that just like joined the family? And like dangled usually about like five inches clear of the cat ass it's like a fish poop yes it was your goldfish pooping in the bowl yes glorious just following it around (laughs) they didn't have that in the little mermaid an accessory (laughs) will we get into where did she piss out of nothing no hole (laughs) yeah it was never discussed no she that's why she wanted legs so badly dying for a piss (laughs) (laughs) just needed to to let it out a piss yeah. and a penetration. 14 years she held it in. 14. Oh, guys, this week I have half a story. Oh, okay. Because I can't find the documentary because it's not been released yet. It just came out at Sundance. Alan Cummings, you know him? Yes. Yes. Plays this individual. I'll tell you a bit about the story of the documentary because it's brilliant. And it's this is another, never been kissed. This is like, yeah, this is like the imposter. Yes. It's fantastic. I also tried to find the film during the week. Did you? No, couldn't even find a trailer Me for Me neither, it. couldn't find a trailer. It's just Sundance. So it'll come out and we'll get it in, in I think that, that I just want to say to the people of Sundance who are probably listening to this podcast contemplating no their next feature length film. <laughs> it is a really bad marketing tactic to be like, these are the amazing films at Sundance and then there are all these interviews, or whatever, and no, then we geez. can't see the trailers. They must have trailers. They're have the trailers lined up for too. us, the poor people who are yes. not at Sundance We're salivating yet. here with nothing. And the, the interesting about, thing about this story is uh, the, it happened in 1996. Will I tell you a bit about it? Go yes. for it, go on. Okay, the man's name. Okay, picture this. 1996, the school band. in Scotland. We're 16, 17, what year is that? Fourth or fifth year? Yeah. A new boy has arrived. Very, like, it's such an exciting time for someone new to join your class, isn't it? Very, mm. because mixed school... Oh, yeah. And the girls be like, here we go. Yeah. And wet, guess what? He's Canadian. Oh, my That's God. mad sexy. Way. Right? So American adjacent. Hot, yeah. Hot. So exotic. So I'll show you a picture of him later. But there's a bit of a telltale five o'clock shadow. But other than that, <laughs> he's kind of like of the stature. He fits in a height. He's a bit taller now, mind you. But they all were like, he's Let's Canadian. Let's not shame. Because I found a, fi- a photo of you me did. that resurfaced. Like a tree. Um... Yeah. From my youth when I was 11. My Standing God. next to my peers. Yeah. <laughs> it was 9-11 all over again. Standing the next to my peers. And famed local author Owen Colfer. 
and I so tiny in the towering over. And I it's am taller than both by about two foot. Like a traveling freak show. It was incredible. <laughs> it opened up a world of conversation that I'd never had with my parents. We were like, yes, it was weird. You were strange. <laughs> It they was eventually admitted. They were like, yeah, God, it was a hard sell to try and pretend that you were cute. Uh, no, was, you were cute. You were just the I size of a tree. I was six foot tall. There That's, was so much cute. There, there could be extra cute. cute of you. I even found a picture. I was going through the old editions of the Knockline News. Great find. They're did all they, online. Did they feature you just sideways across the double <laughs> bed. Longest legs in Knockline. Um... <laughs> <laughs> local amusement um, <laughs> the I found a picture of one fun. of my friends I, I who just I, want to climb you so badly it was I can't believe I survived my childhood I honestly must have just it, it's your personality it's trauma just squashed in here no but I found a picture of my friend Katrina when she was young and she zoomed in and in the background all the other kids are very far away very far away and they're still me <laughs> <laughs> are you actually six feet tall I am six feet tall but I have been that size I have been this height since, since I was 11 that's insane yeah that's so I mean I'm happy for you I mean it's uh, fine I now other pictures of you over the weekend as well and I nearly sent them to you I'll get them okay so yeah. Ferg and Cass uh, producer Ferg went to school with Cassie am yeah. I right yes yeah, so long he's time a, he's, just he's with a, her legs and torso a primary <laughs> source I've witnessed this non-growth from a yeah. years old. <laughs> Primary source can attest to the, the giant Maybe like, you know the way at altitude you suffer kind of like, is it cerebral edema or something like that? I mean, those your, your faculties your, are, are interfered with by the altitude. So maybe that's what spared you. Maybe. Do you know the way you said? She couldn't hear or the Or genuinely I couldn't hear them. That was <laughs> too far like, away. Honestly, they were slacks. so far away. Slacks. Oh my God. Uh, Okay, back into okay, Scotland. Okay, so he's a little tall, got the old... Canadian arrives in. Mm-hmm. Everyone is hyped. <laughs> Second... Okay, so he sits down and the roll call starts being... Oh, how, how, do I, how do I set this up better? Canadian's in. Everyone's like, oh my God, have you met Brandon? Oh, such oh, an American name. And they're like, yeah. Brandon? What's the second name? Lee. And they're like, Brandon, Brandon Lee. Lee. Mm, like from like the crow. From the crow. <laughs> that had just happened, Right. And they, and so wait, wait, can I ask? Do you yes. remember it, Samantha, as a party called yeah. yourself Tara Reed or something like no, that? No, it was like Scarlett Johansson. It was like really <laughs> irresistible. It's yeah. those lines. You're like, oh, the first thing that comes to mind, and then no questioning it. So uh, Brandon Lee sits down. If you had to name yourself after a celebrity now, who would it be? Quick, quick fire. Oh, Samantha Good. Mamba. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Perfect, by the way. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Beaut. Yeah, I've Michael always Jackson shared a likeness for PCH. Yeah. PSH. Hi, I'm Philip Seymour Hoffman. Are you, did you easy. mean to say PCP? No, PCH. What's PCH? Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, I see. I thought we were drug referencing. Okay, back, back, back in. in. So Brandon is like, "Hey guys, I'm here from Canada. Uh, I'm an orphan." Ask no questions. Just know that it's sad. And everyone being a teenager was like, that's desperate. Let's not probe. So <laughs> welcome in and very popular. So anyway, not not immediately. Anyway, he sits down. First day, roll call. Sits there. Uh, and a name is called. The names get called. But one name is called Brian McKinnon. And Brandon freezes. And a little time passes and another boy raises his hand. I'm here. Brandon relaxes. And eventually his name is called and on he goes in his secondary school life. He is almost top of the class, incredibly smart, 
<laughs> but only average for an adult. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, uh, re- like irresistible to the other students. They loved him. Mm. He even, in his, he managed to star in the school musical the second year he was there. And the end scene of that musical was a kiss. Stop. That's where it gets. No, really that's illegal. Really illegal. Okay, so okay. flashback. Brandon Lee is not Brandon Lee at all. Brandon Lee is Brian McKinnon. Oh, shut up. Are the actual name. His actual name. But somebody else said that that was their name. He just had the same name as somebody else. Jesus. He could yeah. I mean, I suppose maybe Brian McKinnon is a little bit like Mary O'Sullivan. Do you know the way that everyone... There's always Each one. individual Irish person knows 90 Mary O'Sullivan's. Very common. Hmm. Okay, go on. So Brian McKinnon was there. Brian McKinnon was a 30-year-old man. There under the alias of Brandon Lee. And wait for this, lads. This is Brian McKinnon's old secondary school. Oh! Not only that, but two of the teachers that taught Brian McKinnon 15 years previous were still there teaching. No. Didn't clock him. Right? So the reason Brian... Because hold on, like, he's 30 now. He's 32. 12 years... Previous. Previous. You'd recognize someone. But it's a big school though. It's big enough. But also teachers are busy. But you say don't care. They're not looking directly into the face of individuals. So Brian was there for two. The reason he was there was. Now he has since written a book. This uh, film at Sundance is coming out now. It'll be with us in a couple of months. He's refusing all interviews. He's unhappy. The focus Brian has is the fact that he was ripped off. Uh, he he was tr- he was got the boot from medical school because he couldn't complete exams, and he was like, "They're not taking me in here. They're not allowing me to complete my exams, and it's unfair. And I've got a plan. I'm going to start again under this new mm-hmm. alias. Wow! And this was his plan. And he was eventually went through school, did all the bits and bobs, but then got rumbled. There's a few stories of how he got rumbled, but the one I prefer is on his Tenerife holiday with this class. Oh no. So he was away. We do this uh, here. Like we went to Ayanapa in Greece. Like you go away at the end of your exams with your 17, 18 year old pals. Yeah. And Brian was there with the gals. Yeah. And he, according to Brian, uh, stopped a bar fight. But according to some other individuals in his class, was just in a bar fight. Right. Was arrested then in Tenerife. And this is just one of the stories of how he got rumbled. He was found to have two passports. Oh. And so all the stories started to unravel. Brian himself says that he got rumbled because he was attending, he was in a class of a daughter of one of his previous class. Do you get me? Yes. What? That's how Brian said he got rumbled. And she, this mother of one of the girls in the class, saw was Brian. I like, was like, I was in school was with like, him. I know that guy. But now not a lot of time has passed. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but she might have been an older year or something. That mother. She might have just recognized her. Or a young mother. Yeah. 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 Young mother, older year would probably do the maths there. So he, yes. So it's a bit of a kind of a. Why not just repeat the year in med school? He, for some reason, felt that he couldn't do that for some, and this was his only option. Well, I guess as well as you said, only average intelligence among the uh, students, or well, like funny above average among the children that he was being schooled with. Apparently, so he was tested. He has an IQ of one hundred and sixty-one, so he is a bona fide genius. 
This isn't very smart though, Brandon. Mm. It's not the smartest. I, well, it, Would well. You, why didn't you go to the institute or something? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I do not or know. Or Griffith. Just go back and pay, Brandon. So do you want yeah. to have a little picture? I have a before, I have a side to side here. He looks uh, the exact right same. I mean, that is Brandon is... in school. He looks quite elderly now for 30 years. He's not a young looking 30 year old, I would say. <laughs> he's an old looking teen. And he's not a young looking now, three He's giving hair. me Dustin Hoffman in The Graduate vibes. Let me, Dustin Hoffman in The Graduate looked too old for that role. I'm going to show you another photo of him and his school pals having just a burger of a Friday night. The he man is like 100% is an elderly man. With Sorry, children. this that's is him, him in the middle. That's him yeah. there. I was like, that is the guy with the glasses is dad. Yeah. So that's what was happening and nobody seemed He's to notice. cutting up his burger with cutlery, which is definitely a red flag. Very strange. <laughs> You're right. That's how we do it in Canada. Uh, so apparently, so uh, so during the course of the film, various people were, were kind of, uh, so when he got rumbled, it made the news. Mm-hmm. And a famous Scottish journalist uh, it got the interview with him, this lady. And uh, it didn't go great. I wasn't able to find the interview online. I couldn't even find the manuscript of the interview. All I could find was Brian ripping her to shreds, saying Uh this woman was a narcissist. She ruined my future career. She tore me to shreds on this interview. Oh my God. Uh, What? That's passing the book, Brian. mm -hmm. So here we have an interview with the teacher. Gwyneth Lightbody. Thank you to the Daily Mail. She's 78 now. That sounds like a made up name. Uh, Lightbody? It is. Uh, At the time, the school used to have a separate class for adults doing hires. And I thought he was an adult student. So I said to him, if you'd just like to wait outside, I'll take this quick registration. But he replied, I'm in your class. I was slightly taken aback, but he came in, did the registration. Then I did my hire class. And during the interval afterwards, one of the science teachers said to me, have you got a man in your class? (laughs) And I said, (laughs) yes. And then we were both surprised. Uh, but <laughs> but he didn't, like, it doesn't sound like she actually didn't did react. anything. Yeah. Uh, but the man he, went on to score a girl at the school play exactly, in exactly. front of hundreds of people. Exactly. Hundreds so, of people were somebody surprised. Somebody in the back was like, is that the man that's in your class? <laughs> it is. Would you believe? So it is. So it is. Uh, she also says, but he was an excellent student, always uh, sitting front of class. Sometimes overseas mature students, overseas students mature quicker, she said than the British ones. So I just assumed this was the case with Brandon. Him being from Canada. He was mature. (laughs) (laughs) That's the end of the, of kind of the teacher and the school really digging any deeper there. It's amazing. The thing is like, he was a great guy. He was performing well school-wise. He wasn't causing any trouble. Yeah. If you're a teacher and you are used to dealing with teenage, teenagers, all day long. Imagine the welcome relief of just someone being a not non-teenager. Sorry, I've just shown the girls oh a my picture god. of the school play. Oh my god! No, that girl is like she Very is genuinely young. a child and looks look is looking into his eyes in loving fashion. What is the school play? Do we oh, know? I do know it's so. What is that figure looming in the background? It's Jesus Bear Christ with. superstar. It might be. It's Jesus <laughs> Christ superstar. It's a production of Christ. It's a production of South Pacific. You might know. Oh that. yeah, okay, yeah, I know it. Anyway, look, like not well, but Brandon's not happy. Uh, sorry, not Brandon. Brian, his real name, not happy. We'll all watch the show uh, at Sundance. The the film is called My Old School, and it's Alan Cummings <laughs> starring Brian. Alan Cumming looks wonderful in it. 
Alan Cummings absolutely not pulling off the 17 year old boy in class. <laughs> he looks about 70 there. Because That's he hilarious. is. So Alan Cummings is definitely in his 50s at least. Yeah. Playing a 30 year old who's trying to pass as a 15 year old. That's immaculate casting. I know. I'm so it's happy be great. about that. I can't wait Side to Side note, I'm Not My Father's Son by Alan Cummings is a wonderful oh, book. Emotional. Particularly enjoyable in audiobook because yes. he reads it himself and it's so good. <clears throat> also, hate to mention Alan Cummings without just a little moment to remember Romeo and Michelle's high school re- reunion. Are you trying to tell me Alan Cummings was in that? Yes. Well, I'll what? have a little look at that. I mean, and I don't actually, doubt you because like, your, your knowledge of Famous people in roles that we do not expect is unparalleled. Yes, yeah. it is. Oh, I must. Okay, before we go into Romeo Sh- Michelle's, Brian has written a book. Yeah. So what did Brian actually fucking think was going to happen here? He probably sold the rights of that book. So and he, then outraged that somebody developed it and shot it. No, I mean the the director of this film at Sundance continuously tried to get Brian on board. Yeah. And Brian was closing the door in his face and saying absolutely not. And then sending a link to his book that he'd already published in 2017. Yeah. So the book is called Reese's Negative and it is... I'm Reese's Negative. Strange. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's a book about the time. And the problem, I think, with the book is that um, he completely takes no responsibility for how, you know, that was a bad and, and wrong thing to do. But Brian never says that. He's just very concerned with how Brian was wronged um, by not being allowed to complete his medical degree. So that's the real focus. And that's where the, you know, the anger and the rage comes from. But it goes, it, so the book, I think it turns, it takes a slightly odd turn in that he's suggesting he was, he was drugged at some point and then he, he was sort of stalked. Um, oh no. Uh, like after know, the fact. After the fact, there was sort of a takedown of him, Ooh. is how he feels. Um, maybe true, maybe not. Not entirely. Well, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't sure. anger a mob of teenagers. Lawless, unruly characters. It's, <laughs> it's, they and nothing's going to stick on their record. Exactly. No, you're 18. Yeah, not like that uh, statutory, uh, I don't know, what would you call it? Statutory scoring of that girl that kid yes that's right that's a little str- well mm. I mean yeah he said now he does say that during the practice rehearsals he refused to kiss her but that the uh, he couldn't avoid doing it at the the final the actual play day just he, as an act just, <laughs> as, just as a thing he just said. in front of the crowd yes <laughs> just with the witness do you want to hear about another Scottish um, questionable <laughs> character yes Absolutely. Gregor McGregor right oh, yes so I'm going to take you back. There's quite a lot in this story. I'm going to take you back to Britain in the 1820s. My favourite. Yeah. Jesus, so, they were absolutely swimming in our corn at the time. They, they, they were. were so, they were. They really and were. their own feces. Now, yeah, it wasn't, even, it wasn't a great time for us. It also, well, it really wasn't a great time for us, but it was, still wasn't that great a time in the UK. There had been, so the century started with 15 years of war against France. And um, then... 15 difficult years in which the Tory party representing a small rich land aristocratic yeah um so they they, basically the rich were rich the poor were very poor so those unchanged true unchanged and probably becoming worse right but uh so Britain was not that nice a place to be in so many people decided to leave and go and find new life in the countries that Britain had conquered and the 
the countries that were part of the British Empire, yeah. but maybe further away from actually England and Scotland, right? So those who wanted to left uh, and they went and explored places like the promised land of Poies, right? Where the hell is that? So it was, it's part of Honduras. Okay. It's in um, a place called the Mosquito Gulf. It comes right. up anyway. And it was promised to be this beautiful, amazing land with fields so fertile it could yield three maize harvests in a year. Uh, water so pure and refreshing it could quench any thirst. And that the riverbeds were lined with gold, the trees overflowing with fruit and the forest full of game. This is what they used to say about Mosley. <laughs> and they were right. <laughs> Do you know, this weekend I even apl- I applied to get into the Trabalgan membership <laughs> program Why? because you can take down your camper and you can stay for as long as you want and everything is free if you pay 300 euro a year to be a member. That's brilliant. All I'm trying to do is figure out whether I can lend my membership to other people because I personally <laughs> will not be spending the summer in Trabalgan. But if other people want to share so it. So just altruistically. Okay. Yeah, but if you wanted to take the you want to take the caravan yeah. and a child to cool. to to Trabalgan, you could pick your favorite thirty year old child. Yeah, exactly. I can do a Canadian accent. <laughs> Very mature and from overseas. Um, so the, anyway, yes, like Mosny, full of promise and everything else, right? Um, the view was immaculate as well. It was like it's a beautiful sun trapped. Like tropical, tropical island. It's stunning, right? Sandy beaches, blue lagoons, just absolutely incredible, right? So uh, one of the families who decided that they were going to take up residence in the land of Poya. So basically what was happening around in Britain at the time was that uh, certain soldiers and people who performed well in the war were maybe gifted lands that were under British rule and that they needed investment and settlers to come and develop the land. So there was loads of opportunities for people to move to these new areas set up they were promised that they would have uh, accommodation that they would there would be banks present there were local people there obviously but they were all operating whose land had just been well gifted. exactly well yeah. but they were still operating under british rule so the idea the promise was that these people were um, complicit prosperity. and happy in the idea of britain ruling them you know because it brought economic prosperity something larger and they all hated the spanish which was okay the kind of the, enemy. The, yeah the the, the, the true bonding opportunity. So one family that decided to go away were um, the Hasty family. So a man called James Hasty was hasty. moving to Poyas <gasps> with his wife and two children. Yeah. Uh, and on the 20th of March, 1823, after two months of sailing across the Atlantic Ocean, Pits. they were able to get their first glimpse of Poyas from the ship, they were like, this place is immaculate. The sun was glistening in the shallow waters. There was mahogany trees drooping over sandy beaches. This place, someone's on PCP. This is not a... But I mean, if you're going from like the sewage line streets of London where everyone's starving and then you're like, here is this incredible new land. It's a bit hot, but you'll make do. Well, you've climatized on your journey. Yeah. You've got the weather, yeah. you've got like... You've every- been in a fever yeah. for two months at sea, getting Cor- scurvy and... Exactly. That's why as well, if they hepatitis. Like, if, they, if they were like bleeding gums all the way there, oh, yeah. and then eventually you're anywhere, you're going to be you like, heaven, coconuts. we've arrived. You're like, yeah, this is fabulous, right? Um, 
So like many of the passengers, Hasty had signed a contract with the Poyasian government to work as a laborer. Others, including doctors and lawyers, had cashed in all their belongings in Europe for land in Poyas and the opportunity to establish themselves as the new upper class in the Caribbean. Gotcha. So this was the, you know, this was the Kardashian level. The dream, right? It seemed because it was a new clean slate, it was impossible not to prosper. It was just get there first and you will be, you know. King. Yeah, and you're getting all these, this, this incredible land for cheap. You can build your houses. You'll be the first there. You can establish yourselves and then naturally it will start to populate and more people will come the more developed it becomes. So they're taking risks, but they're getting, if it pays off, mm. it's a big payoff, right? As explored in the seminal film, Field of Dreams. Also what they used to do with places like, po- with, with these kind of lands is the owner of the land would get investment from typical investors. So banks and other rich people in the UK who are pummeling their money into uh, this new land and they will then reap the returns and reap the benefits maybe you know I don't know whatever percentage sales of maize that's going out whatever else also they would have the honor of being a patron of these new lands etc etc they're first they're in there then with you know the, the king of the lands or whoever it is right so Poyas was located at Cape Gracias in off the Gulf of Honduras right um there were people there and this should have been a red flag. They were known as the Mosquito people. They were descendants of shipwrecked African slaves and indigenous people. Um, but again, they were kind of complicit in wanting to be part of Britain because they, they hated the Spanish. They shared like this so was aversion there a to Spain. feeling that they were welcome? Yes, they were welcome. They definitely were. The people were, were welcome. Okay. And, and even the local people, I think, the Mosquito people were were welcoming people in. So this isn't like okay, a revisionist. This is the colony. No, no, no. I mean, they were already under. So Honduras had been previously under British rule anyway. It wasn't okay. like the war happened and then Honduras was gifted. To the, there was a basically. Um, it was a man called George Frederick Augustus who was a British man who was in Honduras who owned the land or part of the, the whatever UK rule. Mm. He gifted um, a soldier called Gregor McGregor and his heirs a substantial swath of mosquito territory, which was about eight million acres. Here we go. So Size larger of James Cameron's Titanic. <laughs> larger, slightly, Pork. slightly larger, just larger than Wales. Oh. And he exchanged this land to Gregor McGregor for rum and jewelry. Right, fair. Now, because the land was beautiful to look at, but very unsuitable for cultivation. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Could not sustain any livestock. Or oh, I thought it was three harvests of corn But this year. is what they're selling people. They lied. This is oh. what they're promising people. Oh, so this is Mosme. Yeah. Yes. So then they get there and they're like, this is not what it looked like in that uh, illustration that you drew on the brochure and the pamphlet that you showed me back oh, in London. No. So we can't grow anything. We can't grow anything. It's incredibly hot, right? So previous to um, 1823, when people are going over and trying to settle down, there had been British settlers, so native British people who had settled over in, in the area. But um, they had been evacuated because it had not been successful the only visible sign that they had been there was a small graveyard <laughs> so not promising exactly really not promising right so gregor mcgregor was this scottish soldier who has this kind of weird mixed history of sort of being successful and admired but also being a bit of a dipshit and just not being very successful he was Raised by a privileged Scottish family. So he grew up with a little bit of money. Not a tremendous amount in terms of like the wealth that you were seeing across the to- complete elite. But enough money to know that he wanted more, more. money. A taste. Yeah. Mm. He uh, he went to the top schools. At 16, he joined the British Army. Uh, a haven for status-seeking young men. But his real win and his greatest, his first great success was winning the heart of Maria Bowater, who was the daughter of a Navy admiral who was, and her father was in the super elite, okay. finest circles in all hmm. of Britain, right? Um, so life was pretty easy for him. Military life was good for him at that point, right? Now, he did bribe his way to become the captain of his regiment. He was promoted, a promotion that would have otherwise taken several years. He paid £900, which is about £72,000 in today's money to earn that distinction. Unfortunately, the money didn't make him competent. He was uh, pretty shit. And after a fight with a superior officer, he was forced to resign. Shit in what way? As in, I just don't think he had leadership qualities. Okay. I don't think he had the strategy to win wars. <laughs> I think he was, a st- I think he, he enjoyed... You know, he enjoyed the status without the process. Okay. He okay. skipped up so many ranks. Mm. He wasn't he wasn't knowledgeable enough on how to advise his men how so to So many C level people. Just yeah, exactly. you're describing he was a middle there. manager. Just, he was <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was a middle manager suddenly at the top of the game, struggling, right? Okay. And he was he was in a, over his head. Bit of a finger pointer, seems to be fighting with people and he's forced to resign, right? Then in eighteen eleven, out of nowhere, his wife dies. Um, and her embarrassed family are like, well, we were connected to you because of her. So now that she's gone, they're just like, see, ya. you're off. Gregor McGregor, we don't want anything to do with you anymore. Right. And very embarrassing for him. So all of his, this kind of supply of the old money gone dry. And, uh, everyone thought he'd just kind of like fall into sort of yeah obscurity and just go away. Right. Yet, like most men do manage to continue on, not unscathed and just, you know, carried on, carried regardless. on. Yeah, so... Wait, uh, who are cherished male listeners? Oh, here we go. We <laughs> love and support you. I love and support you, but I just... Some despite of, the public... Despite the public, you know, shaming... Yeah. And his bribery and his 
you know, sort of bad decisions, he's fine. He goes mm. back and he he's working in the army again. He's a leader in the Venezuelan revolution against Spain. And this is where kind of he becomes, uh, he becomes very good friends with a politician called Francisco de Miranda, uh, which, you know, earns him sort of a bit of status and a bit of fame and everything, right? And he managed to marry Rich again, this time to the cousin of the famed revolutionary Simone Bolivar. Oh, yes. Um, They become <laughs> McGregor's a, back in the game. Yeah. Back in the He scene. and his new wife become a power couple, wined and dined by the like London's Lord Mayor. He seems to have made it Somehow. happy out, right? Um... Now, there were a couple of people in his in his shadow that were not happy about his success, namely the people he had sort of managed in the military. And one man wrote a 418-page book detailing all of his mishaps, more or less just Ooh. like completely exposing him as a really shit, poor leader and just how desperate um, he was. So... Uh, spite book yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah and they were just kind of like this man should not be famous right um but mcgregor had you know despite the book being released i think the little rumblings that he was you know inept and all that kind of stuff gregor mcgregor then is like well hold on i have this wonderful amazing new land that everyone can prosper in a fresh start McGregor. a fresh start um, mcgregor isle yeah nobody um, knows my sordid history that's yeah. ideal for him. Um, so Britain had a lot of cash. Like I said, the, the elite had a lot of cash. There were, wars seemed to be coming to an end. It was the end of the, you know, the war with Napoleon. And so there seemed to be a little bit more money to invest and finance things. And one of the most popular ways to do it was to invest in South American countries. Um So like it's several- also fucking grim, isn't it? When you think about what actually was happening there. Yeah. Like they were just gifting, like you said earlier, swathes of land yeah. away. Yeah. To, and then you might be living there with your family. Yeah. And in comes Gregor McGregor, who uh, now owns your house. Yeah. And has gifted it to a random. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so several countries had gained independence from Spain and were floating bonds to finance their uh, new governments countries like Colombia and Chile sold bonds totaling say 100 million pounds um, or two, 100 million to 200 million in today's money promising 6% in annual returns by taking profits from state run agriculture and, and hmm. mineral industries right so this is the kind of plan you throw money into this country you get money back in the mining and all that kind of stuff and this took off as the new investment opportunity right it was huge investors who knew basically nothing about the inner workings of south america were suddenly on the spree to put their money into these new countries and they were like this seems like you know the way that this is the bitcoin of the 1820s right so mcgregor noticing all of this was like ah I can do this with my mosquito land that I was gifted back then when I was yes. an inept soldier and traded it for the jewelry and the rum. So he um, he was in London at all his social events, right? And his big kind of high society. He was presenting his land as his independent country of Poyes and calling himself the ruling Kazik, which was like the king. Um, so what he failed to mention 
was that even though Honduras was under British rule, the land in the Mosquito Territory had its own independent government. So part of the, the sort of deal with Honduras was that they were technically speaking part of the United Kingdom, but they could rule and govern themselves on a local basis. Yes. Right. So McGregor had no sway into how the country and how the it wasn't even an independent country. It was still part of Honduras. So this king thing was bullshit. Absolute horseshit. Absolutely picked out of nowhere, right? But anyway, he continued on. He designed a national flag, coat of arms, and two unicorns. Um, <laughs> unicorns? Which is actually the national animal of Scotland. Oh, that is The official is animal cool. of Scotland is a unicorn is or something. Yeah. I Very, love need it. a visual. So um, he got British papers detailing bond prices for Paez, just as they did for legitimate countries. Not sure how he managed to do that, right? Um, You're rep- right. Forging was just so much easier. Yeah, then. yeah. I like, mean, it was doing a little bit of paper. in general. Just getting look. the tea bag on the paper. You're absolutely right. Just look at the unicorn. Unicorn is the official animal of There's Scotland. There's just, as you'd imagine, oh, a yeah. unicorn. It's beautiful. So it really is the official national animal, animal of Scotland. So, so yeah, I mean, like Darby O'Gill. So <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Um, so representatives, he, he did this fantastic marketing campaign, like this OG grassroots guerrilla marketing campaign for Poyas. So he had people handing out brochures. He had people, they had sing, chanting down the streets, this Poyas national anthem. He was talking about this beautiful land. He was really drumming up excitement. He was talking to investors. He was like, no, we've got loads of money. It's gone. We don't need your money. Creating this total FOMO where they all wanted to jump in and get involved, <laughs> right? So uh, there was even a book about Poyas that concluded that the new country would rapidly advance in prosperity and civilization. Um, the author of this book the pseudonym was Thomas Strangeways. But mm. yes. Thomas Strangeways. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> nothing odd about it. <laughs> not at all. to suspect. Um, people bought into it. They loved it. He had advertised it across papers through Scotland and England. And the excitement in. So by 1822, two years after he's acquired the land, the excitement is like out of this world, right? He steadily increases the price of the land from one shilling to acre per acre to four shillings. Um, he raised over 200K in bonds, which is about 24 million today oh at a 6% rate of return. So it's pretty normal things that they would get back all the money. Um, people who were giving the money believed they were financing a building boom in a developing country where it would, you know, transform the area and it would be this brilliant new city that everyone could enjoy and live in, right? In reality... Gregor McGregor was just out about the town spending the money left, right, and center. Right, this is firefest. Yeah, this is this is exactly what it was. But this, yeah. I was like, like this how, is the OG firefest. How are you going to get rumbled? No one's going over to check it out. And that's it. It's two months of sailing. No way. By the time they get over, yeah, give it a week or so, and they're like, this ain't for me. Trying to get back. A year has passed. Yeah, they're just, it's, it's. But also, are these people looking for a return at some point of their money? Yeah, the investors are. So, but I mean, it's a long-term, it's a long-term okay. investment so, where you're investing in a country. And a lot of this is about investing in like your, the money, I suppose, who, the people who were elite and had money, it was about building up a legacy, I guess. Like okay, they so already they, had enough so they, money that they probably their could have spent in their lifetime. I see. And so, they're building up wealth for so future generations. Now, oh, yeah. Crime. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Internet has wrecked everything. 
It's I just mean, really limited our spoofery ability. True. You can't really pull you can off. Just immediately it, check this. You can't pull off a fake country anymore. Um, so McGregor, McGregor. reverse image search. McGregor, McGregor has taken in all of this money. And I think for him, he's like, yeah, we can pull this off. This is great. He's like, I just need to get people over to the island, over there. And they will, they'll just start building. It'll and they'll, happen they'll, naturally, Yeah, eventually. you know, they'll, they'll yeah. be grand, right? Um, hundreds of British people had fallen in love with the idea of Poyas, believed the marketing hype, uh, cashed in their life savings, savings for Poyasian money. So this is where it does get pretty conny. He has invented money and he's exchanging people's pounds into Poyasian money and land grants, right? The first 70 settlers from England left in the fall of 1822 on the Honduras packet. Another 180 set sail from Scotland in January 1823 on the Kearns Castle, right? Oh, no. Before the second group departed, McGregor greeted them aboard the, the, the boat and offered free passage for all the women and children. Yikes. And they were like, this is an incredible deal. Never. So in terms Whenever of where we are. Whenever you feel like that is happening. Yeah. It's yeah. not. But in case. terms of yeah. where we are with the marketing hype, they've already positioned Poyas as probably slightly more luxurious country. So the yeah. land prices have gone up. They are positioning this as the ranla of new areas. Gotcha. Like this is, you know, this is the Delgany of where to go. Like gotcha. it's bad. New builds, loads <laughs> you of land. have got to get off tap. I can't. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> Girl's got a dream. Um, so they were delighted with him. They were like, "This man is amazing. This is this. Is, our new lives are so exciting." They gave him a salute of six guns and three cheers. They're all off to their new life, off. and they were like, "Oh!" And McGregor's like, three cheers for McGregor, McGregor." Um, Hasty revealed in his memoir, "Little did we anticipate the misfortunes which were afterwards <gasps> befall us." Right. No. So. As the they're Donner arriving, party all over again. <laughs> as they're arriving a... and they can see the beautiful lands, and it looks amazing. They believe they are going to find, and even I am buying into this. Me too. They believe they're going to find a city called Saint Joseph, a European-style capital city, outfitted with government center, a theater, banks where they can use their new cash, electricity, electricity, <sighs> houses and dwellings for them all. No. You know, um. Now, what, what is there? The only signs of life were A, the remaining passengers who had survived the, the journey, which wasn't uncommon, I suppose, to get on a two-month ship and you know, have a few. Um, the only sign of life were... The, sorry, were the only sign of life from that second ship were not the survivors of the ship, were the survivors of the people who'd been on the first ship. So this... What? This... Oh, no. We're in... 1823 so this is the second ship that had gone over how long have they been there the 180 first the first ship only about three months ahead of them uh, so the first ship of 70 settlers were on the honduras packet in fall of 1822 okay. the second ship the curserly castle is january 1823 so we're talking three or four months in the difference right and they arrive and there's a few it's on the curserly it's on the curserly that they're all cheering Gregor and giving him the salute yeah. and he waves them off and they're all excited and delighted right now it's these ones that pull up and they say the only sign of life it's basically one of the one of the men who was on this ship the second ship has written a memoir 
He says the only sign of life were the remaining passengers from the Honduras packet. They've got to get back on the hold ship and up, head off. Oh, hold up in bamboo huts. And two eccentric Americans who'd been living off the land for years. Amazing. <laughs> Love it. Some yeah. people just naturally Can't you just, surviving. You can picture those people. Yeah. And say she's played by Meryl Streep and he's maybe a Dustin Hoffman kind yeah. of character. Yeah. And they're like, welcome to yeah. our land. You and know? Meryl's got just like a, a fake, like a prosthetic nose or something. Yeah. It's not dissimilar to Meryl Or like a tramp stamp. Do you remember at the end of Don't Look Up, that tramp stamp was fucking the most beautiful addition of that whole film. Um, so hang I on. ask a question? Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, no, forget it. Let's okay, go. Cass. Let's keep going. So okay. would they not immediately? Okay, so you're pulling up, you're seeing like, okay, there's nothing here and those people need help. Are oh they not God. turning the ship around and heading straight back home? Um, but like the I don't know why they did. Right. Like maybe the surprise yeah. for two months. They don't. And the captain have of the ship's like, back. "This is my deal. Sorry, yeah. I've got somewhere else to go next." What they could do is pick up some food. Well, exactly. The weakened survivors. Yeah. And they, yeah. They're all just on the Rotisserie beach cradling survivor. that cheese sandwich in the foam lunchbox. That's do you remember it. the easy thing? <laughs> yeah. Disgusting. Some of them were just dry. Um. <laughs> so there was no those. The survivors from the Honduras packet were holed up in these bamboo huts um, around the land. There was no property to be assigned to the landovers, no banks for their cash, uh, and no way to withdraw page and money. It didn't exist. No access to wild game, right? So over the next couple of months, the newcomers felt the consequences of the punishing heat and the humidity withering away from hunger, exhaustion, malaria, right? Mosquito. Remember, this is this place is called mosquito territory, right? I think malaria is a really big. There might be a few mosquitoes. Yeah, really big issue for them. Uh, they rationed their provi- provisions from the ship with the settlers who had arrived previously. Um, one person swindled by McGregor, Hector Hall, um, organized trips between Poyes and Belize, rescuing a hundred people at a time. Oh wow! Whose <laughs> health had pleasure cruises for a minute. And Imagine. Like, There's no end to the way people. Yeah, just got a hustle. You just got a hustle, right? <laughs> um, they also then sent word back to Britain that Poyes was a scam. Also, these people, I suppose, who had come to Poyes and settled, have given up everything they had in Britain. Well, that's it. They cashed in. They cashed in, and I think they quickly realized that it's scam. They're like, "What the fuck can we do? Can we stay here and make this new land work, or yeah. do we return to nothing?" Back? It's like the and people who go off back. to the st- move off to you know the states, or whatever, and they come back within the year, and everyone's yeah. like, "Nothing happened." Right. Um, so they're a bit, you know, they don't want to return. Then in uh, October of 1823, fifty of the Poyo settlers arrived back to Britain, including Hasty and his wife. Their two children did not survive. Oh my God. Fewer than one third of the settlers who had arrived in Poyes in the previous year made it back alive. Those who did were in critical condition. So they obviously kind of rested up, made provisions. So McGregor is on the blocks now, big time, presumably. Word has spread that he has killed people by this. this Well, it's a bit mixed. What do you mean? So they, okay, we'll come to it eventually, but the people who come back had evidently undergone extreme suffering and illness their appearance was ghastly wrote one Rude. Scottish newspaper right but McGregor's scheme and the entire British economy were on the verge of collapse because of it okay. oh my god because they had taken so much money okay in this invest- is actually Bernie Madoff yeah yeah it's huge right 
So, but not only because of, of, of this one, but just in general now, investors like, I'm not putting money into different countries. I'm not doing, you know, this. Um, as people were dying and frauded, McGregor was off throwing, throwing mad parties in London. One guest remembered being asked at a party to take an oath to Poyes, only to find it impossible to recite the words in their drunken stupor. Um, but his his celebrations were short-lived, right? So they didn't put all of the money in at once. They put them in in bonds, which meant that it was going to be money that was released slowly. So even though he had raised about 24 million, whatever money they had given him initially had been spent. Now he did cover the cost of the ships going over. Well, that was and he good did get all the marketing he costs did. and stuff. And then he, his own lavish lifestyle. So the first initial tranche of was money spent. spent, gone, right? So it, it managed, they managed to halt it in that once word was coming back that it was a scam and it wasn't great, they stopped putting the money in. So um they they declined to play the new installments of the money owned on their purchases, right? Um McGregor had wasted the money on the marketing voyages to the fake country his own extravagant lifestyle and as soon as the bond payment stopped his cash flow trickled to nothing um now the obviously as with scams the average british person feared fared the worst so the wealthy insiders who got in in the south american bonds at the earliest stages and lowest prices they were kind of grand because it wasn't really much money to them Regular investors who had begun paying for the four shillings of land, they were the people who got no money fleeced. back. Yeah. Absolutely fleeced. And no money left. Like, never changes. No. We never learn. It's the brass neck it's of, actually, the, of, the, like, of McGregor and the people around him that knew this was. Absolutely. And he was sending them off on a boat being like, see ya, that's the end of my problems because he, I'm sure, expected never to see them again. It's just, yeah, Jesus. Like, had McGregor the people himself pensions been there? disappeared. Had, yeah, McGregor had like McGregor had at least been to Honduras. I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm sure he had been to the land at some point. But he was like, "This place is great. It looks wonderful." And I guess they didn't realize the. Did they know enough about the conditions of land to know that it was completely unfertilized, un, uh, uh, unsuitable? I mean, see, maize was such a hardy crop. Like you can they generally grow it anywhere. Yeah. That they probably looked at this and they were like, "There's enough land, whatever." But McGregor. Obviously, was like, oh, this isn't going well for me. I fucked up here. I'm off France. He fled, escaped prosecution for his fraud, and actually tried selling land in Poyes twice more before retiring to Venezuela. You bad man. Bad man. He was like, I will go again. No, it didn't work. But one of the most peculiar things was that the settlers in Poyes got back to Britain. They were not angry at McGregor. They believed that he had been... um he had also been a victim of the scam. What? Even though McGregor was directly responsible for the deaths of their beloved, their family members, whatever, several of the passengers from that Cursley castle who had returned, who had read the news about Poyas, were angry about it. They went into the mansion house, a seat of the London government, and signed an affidavit stating that they believed McGregor had done nothing wrong and that he was also Why? a victim. So McGregor, McGregor lived out his days in, in France, France first and then off to Venezuela. And there seemed to what, be no... Why did they... Were they paid off? Was there... They didn't see the parties that were happening because they were on the boat? Like, I think it was a disconnect between not seeing that how McGregor was spending their money. 
then yeah. maybe believing that the why it hadn't worked out in Poyas was a lack of cash flow. Fascinating. Or How would believing that maybe the land that he was promised something else. But like there was there was it was it was completely not a percent completely fraud because he knew that the land wasn't that he couldn't govern Poyas. Okay, yes. he knew that it wasn't a country. Yes. He made up the name. Yeah. He made up the currency. And he just inflated the price and thought, I mean, maybe he thought at some point it would all work out, but he he went ahead with it knowing that it was basically, he was selling people a country that didn't exist. Well, I've just Googled Mosquito Island and you'll never guess who owns it now. Elon Musk. Richard bloody Branson. No way. So in in 2007, he bought it for 10 million pounds. And it is a luxury private island. So McGregor McGregor's original dream for well, this let me, kind just... of came true in a sick way. Mosquito. Another kind of white man sort of bu- just buying a country and becoming the king of it. Isn't that fucking mad that you could just own a whole island like that? Uh, it's one. Is it the same island, I wonder? I don't know. Is let's is Pues um, Mosquito Island? It's named okay. The ne- the this Branson's Island is named after the Mosquito Indian tribe, so maybe it isn't the original island. But lads, it's available on Booking dot com. <laughs> um, a five thousand one hundred a night for a gaff. My God, let's do it. Let's cash in our patron money and spend two nights on Mosquito Island. <laughs> two, nights. <laughs> two nights for one. We'd have exactly. to vote who got to go. Uh, we could do a draw. We just do that. We all check in. We check Fucking in one deadly. at a time and just pass back the key. Exactly. Uh, thank you, Cass. And it just wonders never cease. No, it's amazing. I'm trying to find it. Right. So Poes was near. Yeah. So near Belize, near Nas. There's Nassau Island is around it. Uh, trying to figure out where it will be today and where is Richard Branson's. Anyway, look, it is a fascinating. It's tale. a fascinating story of starving individuals and terrible, terrible men. Terrible, terrible things. Um, not all men, I should say. Uh, not all men. <laughs> Just one in particular. Just looking at all the cameras. Just eyeing up. Yeah. Anyway, a man so, so grotesque they named him twice. Okay. Much like Humbert Humbert in Lolita. I think McGregor's in general. It'll be like the it's a Campbell situation. Careful, here. we do not want. We're never going to shake. We never want to bring draw anyone any upon us. Family, family members of too McGregor's close to upon us. Too close to home. Oh my gosh, the absolutely. Neck. Neck. So the neck. The neck. Oh, okay, during my uh, this week, I'll take us out with a quick one, will I? Do, do. Uh, Sophie, this is specific to you. Excited. HR, Um, is it? One. (laughs) I'm now a HR. Okay, this is a very, very rare condition. Uh The condition is uncontrollable hair syndrome. Oh. (laughs) And it exists. So uh, a woman uh, by the name of Caitlin Samples from Georgia, USA. uh, Her son was diagnosed with this rare genetic condition uh, when he was just a few months old, right? So she had put a photo of him up on Instagram. And he had this mad, like, uh, fuzzy hair standing straight up off his head. And uh, somebody in the comments was like, do you think, is there any chance this boy has this condition called uncontrollable hair syndrome? 
And she was, of course, like, I don't know. I've never heard of that syndrome. Uh, does it even exist? And it does. Incredibly rare. And uh, let me tell you a little bit about it. So the hair is, it's like extreme fuzz syndrome. It's just excitable hair. It's very extra- excitable. It's sort of straw coloured and it cannot be combed flat. Oh, I love this. Absolutely not. It will erect at all times. (laughs) And uh, it's one of those things that the kids kind of grow out of. It eventually becomes controllable. It's just wild for the first time. Uh, cute. Isn't so. that dead cute? <laughs> yes. One in a hundred. No. And why One of a hundred. Is there any downsides? Uh, you just can't lay it flat. Um, no matter how hard you try. <laughs> would it fight a hat? It would. By Jesus, it would. Here here you have a look at it. Oh and my an individual God. with uncontrolled. The first thing I thought it was Arlo? you. I thought it was you. I was like, <laughs> Sophie's hair is fierce and naughty. She has the naughtiest fucking hair. Yeah, yeah. And it just can't be apart from itself. It can't. It's just like grabbing Oh my God, these are the pictures are so dead cute. cute. It looks really like my middle son as well. Yeah, you might have Well, somewhat similar hair texture. Yes. Anyway, that's, that's all. That's all we have. Thank you, Cassie. Are we moving into the hive? So we're going we're to tease. tease a hive. Please uh, what do. What do I have? Oh, I have um, a shit Kickstarter. Hell yes. 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 Um, uh, thank you all for listening. If you fancy more, uh, you can find us on Patreon and that's where we do another episode. So, you, so, so it's a full episode. So why not? Full episode over there yeah. and videos. Lots of stuff. And loads of crack. <laughs> You'll have a great time. Free tote when you join. Also, we have a new tote design on coming the, this coming week. Coming on. So everyone is on the new train now. Let's do it. Yeah. See you in the hive. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.